0: Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. All right, hello and welcome back to Mixing with Moni. I'm Moni and I am excited to do this mixer with you guys today because this is the only outlet that I have this week. If you follow me on Instagram, if you don't right now for the next two weeks, you're not missing out on anything. If you do, you know probably that I got shadow Band. I am in great company among some of, um, some bigger Bravo accounts, some other podcasters like Two Dudgy Girls. I am one of the many accounts that got affected by quote unquote violating community guidelines of Instagram. Whatever the fuck that means. Um, like I know what it means rhetorically. I know they don't care. They don't follow these rules, you know, like I got violated. I mean, I violated this guideline by posting David Bedore's. If anybody saw this week, David Bedore and his new girlfriend Leslie, whatever the her name is, they posted pictures of them body part smashed together, covered, but like fully naked. In one picture, her her pants are just down, so she had clothes. Clothes were available. They made the conscious decision to forego the clothes that they had with them and take pictures of themselves hiking like idiots. Naked, which is dumb because nobody hikes naked. I mean, we saw the pants on her, but people, I got shadow banned, which if you don't know on Instagram, that means that if you... Basically do anything that pisses them off or do a few things that piss you, them off, but they don't really tell you what they are. Like you could do copyright infringement and they could just take your post down because someone reported it, but they don't ask for any proof from that person that they own The copyright, and they don't ask you to defend yourself. They just take it down and say, if you keep violating, you'll get in trouble, And which basically means the very next time that they hear that you did something, that they get pissed about, and they literally watch you. Because a lot of people posted this account, I mean, this um, picture of what happened between with David and his girlfriend, but I'm the only one. Well, there are some others, but not everybody got in trouble. Leslie, they just took her picture down, but they didn't shadow ban her, which I'm sorry. I was explaining that. That means that my hashtags, basically I, my, none of my posts show up in any hashtag that I put on my post, which is what I've been using to get my followers up, to get my pictures out there. It's what causes you to grow. It's what you know gets you seen. And the more people comment, like it, the more that it shows up on the hashtag. But right now, you can't even type mixing without, and nothing, com- I don't come up at all. You can't even type that and get me to come up. You literally have to, t- have to type the entirety of my name, mixing with Monty, in order for it to come up. It's really annoying. They basically just put you in the shadows. They make you a ghost. You are on Instagram, but only if people who already know you are on there and they see it because my uh, some people have told me that my new stories don't populate on their feed. It's absolutely nuts. I'm really annoyed with it. It should end, I have it on my calendar to the minute, um, the 14th or the 20th. I want to say it's the 19th actually, so neither. Um, It's the 19th is when it should end. It's absolutely abysmal. Like, this is so annoying, but it's caused me to be more present, and it means that I can get a lot more snark out here on my podcast, because they cannot regulate me here. So right now, screw you, Instagram, because they're always telling me that I'm violating something. When I literally cause no waves on Instagram, I really try to just keep it shady, never hate People just get pissed, and, you know, it's usually O.C., Usually it's OC that has caused me to get in trouble in the past on Instagram. Um, I've gotten in trouble with Tamra and her son, her train wreck of a son. And now it's David Bedore. So honestly, at this point, just fuck OC. Like, I'm so over them anyway. I might just give them up. I mean, I want to see this reunion because I have a lot invested in this. But let's, let's backtrack. Let's do some Bravo news. So some hot tops. Um, and then... We will go into the week of shows because, my God, four shows, what a time to be alive unless you have to recap all of this and give your opinion because people are asking you your opinion constantly in your DMs and you want to answer them all, but you also are like... Listen to the podcast and like what you didn't cover. Why didn't you mention it? And I'm like, ah, I'm sorry, it's my fault. You're right. But in an effort for it not to be too long, because I also get that feedback, it's too long and I'm trying every week to cut it down more and more. So, in an effort to keep it all short, Bravo, really, man, they overload you with all these shows. But I am, I have to admit, I'm loving it. We have New York, no, we don't. Wow. We have New Jersey, OC, Atlanta, and Dallas. Good news is OC is not over halfway. So and and Dallas is officially halfway. They're at their midseason. And OC they filmed the reunion this current week. If you were listening, you know this weekend, or you know the week coming up, then it would have been the week prior. They filmed it on the eighth of November. Um, For a few people, I mean, I did uh, DM with Bronwyn, and she did inform me that. Nothing, she they won't, they won't let her say a thing, and she and I get that she has to follow the rules, she wants to get another season, possibly a spinoff. I'm saying it, no one else is. Um, but she did say that it went great and she had a good time, so I'm hopeful that means it wasn't too bad for her, but I doubt it. It's, I mean, hopefully, it all just only went after Tamara because she's the one that deserves it, her and Vicky. but um, and maybe even a little Shannon, a little bit. Um, but I know that it was never that easy, but she did say that, um, she doesn't regret doing it and she's glad that she did it and joined the show. So that's good. Good for Brahman. It went well for her. And Emily posted in her natural, you know, body form, which I think she has a great body. Actually, I wish I had her body sometimes. Um, she posted that it was a wrap and she was happy to have the holiday season with her family, which I can understand. She doesn't have to relive all this stress every week as we go into the holidays, but guys, what we did get as an early Christmas gift, but we're getting as a New Year's gift, we got the Vanderpump Rolls trailer. We got it. The entire teaser is a minute and I believe 27 seconds. And I was thrilled. And then it went by so quick. I'm getting a lot of mixed reviews and people are saying it's great. Some people are saying it doesn't seem that exciting. I'm thrilled. I thought it was fantastic. I love that we're... I don't understand why we have five new cast members. Yes, it's five. We have five new people joining the cast of Vanderpump Rules. And I, for one, think that that's kind of a lot. Like, I think that's a little overwhelming. I don't know if we need that many, but... We do. Um, that's what we're getting, apparently. So let's say this. Let's go through. If you haven't seen the teaser already, it's everywhere. I did post it on my Instagram. Um, but it is everywhere. It's on BravoTV.com. It's on Bravo News and Bravo IGTV. So you can see like the whole thing without it being interrupted or anything. So basically, it's happening January the 7th, 2020, is when we get a brand new Vanderpump role season. It seems like the lines are drawn in the, a lot of the sand. Um, there's a lot of coupling off that the editors have done for the cast pictures. There's a lot of coupling, a lot of like sectioning off of ones you would not believe. So we have in one picture: Lisa Vanderpump, Brittany Cartwright, Jax Taylor, and wait, did Brittany take Jax's name? Oh wait, I forgot. His name is not Jax Taylor. It's Coochie's, right? It's like Coochie Coochie's. Ooh, this is not going to go well for people who are listening to this. Um, we have Brittany, Lisa, Jax, and Kristen, which is interesting. And then we have, in another picture, Sandoval, Ariana, Stassi, Bo, and Katie. Uh, that is a dynamic I'm not shocked about, but it makes sense. And then we have Tom... Lala or uh Schwartz, not in the picture with his wife. That's wild. Um, maybe it was just because the number ring? Nope, because there's four and one and five and another, and then five and another. That's strange as fuck. Okay. We have Schwartz, Lala, Raquel, James, and Sheena. So the Raquel, James, and Sheena thing, that's not new. Um, and neither is it with Lala because she was friends with James first. So that makes sense to me actually. But now we also have this these new people. There's five of them, all right? That's more in a new season than we've ever had. Um, people have said, you know, oh, why aren't there people of color on the cast after 19 years? And we do not know how any of these people actually identify, but I think they mean like people of color that is basically showing an effort to diversify complexion and not just make it look like one monochromatic thing on the posters and on the TV screen and everything after, I think, 19 seasons? No, it has not been 19 seasons. Why does it say 19 seasons? There's no way. So... I'm looking now to see if it's really been 19 seasons. Oh, no, it's 19 people. Okay, that's my bad. I'm very slow today. It's 19 people on the show, and then there's no people of color, presumably, um, that is visibly of color without having to explain their nationality or anything. So new people, we have Beau Clark. He's new. Brett Caprione, Charlie Burnett is a female, Raquel, or at least I believe so, identifying with so, um, Raquel Levis, which is James Kennedy's girlfriend. She's official, guys. She is working at sir. Dana Caffin, who I believe is dating the manager of Tom Tom, um, who is Max Boyens, I think, um, and then Danica Dow. So all of them right now work at, in some capacity with the restaurant. So they're going back to that, which is also adding to my theory, if you heard on my bonus episode, that that um, the producers are trying to go back to their roots of cast members who work at the restaurants. And I've actually had people tell me they went to the restaurants and have talked to bartenders like during regular business hours on like a Wednesday and talk to managers and seen these people. And then all of a sudden the camera crew was like, Hey, we want to shoot you. So they are going back to the roots. People do work quote unquote at the show. I mean, at the restaurants. So that's cool information to know. And so, yeah, we got a brand new season of Vanderpump Rules. I'm excited to see the debauchery, but also I'm excited to see new people because I mean, I get, we want to continue with the people that we know. But, oh, season eight. So it's only been eight years, guys. Sorry about that. Um, we get that we want to see the people that we know. But I'm also tired of Britney and Jax constantly going on that merry-go-round where he dogs her out on TV. Then he shits on her in confessionals. She cries and shits on him in confessionals. But we know they're still together. So it does not matter to me if that's what they're going to do. And then Tequila Katie, I'm over it. Schwartz has no balls. Sandoval is cute sweet but a crybaby you know ariana's not in touch with her emotions but like i like her a lot a lot a lot but she's not okay and lala is a raging bitch sheena is ditzy as hell and kristen is practically an alcoholic drunk like and, and, and what else is there stassi a mean cold bitch who's now weird and creepy and fun and love like she is but th- it's in there i mean we saw her go raging on her boyfriend Bo. i want to see Bo. I don't want to see just Dossie. I want to see the dynamic shift. I want to see new people. I think Raquel, I've advocated for her before, and I'll end Vanderpump Rules on this. Give Raquel some credit. She may sound slow, like a valley girl. We have been making fun of this kind of trope for decades, but she's one of the few on that cast that has a degree. I mean, the few. So, I'm not saying that that marks, you know, genius or intelligence, but she sat there and she took being ganged up on like a champ. She didn't even just swallow it. She let them speak and she defended herself better than anybody else and better than her boyfriend because he was so incoherent during it. He was just yelling at people and she wasn't. And I respect that. She did not go nuts on Lala when Lala verbally assailed her in front of the restaurant when Raquel was just a, a, a patron, a customer, and Lala was quote unquote working at this establishment. So I think she actually should deserves a lot more credit because she's very graceful in her responses, but does seem to be able to stand up for herself by herself. And I respect that. And... I mean? oh what it? They need more of that on the show. They don't get told to be put in their place a lot. And I hear a lot of people say that they're so big for their britches right now. And they all think that they're basically George Clooney. That's a special shout out to someone who gave me that reference. So that being said, that's it for Vanderpump Rules. Quickly, I will get into um, Joe and Teresa. They've seen to reunite their families over in Italy. Um, Joe and has been posting mad pictures with each girl individually and not one with Teresa by himself, I don't think, but one with each of his daughters, days with each of his daughters, you know, time spent dancing with each of his daughters and Teresa is smiling because her daughters are happy. So that's, you know, all that you can ask for. The girls look overjoyed that they're with their dad and with their like grandmother and with their grandfather and It's a good thing. I'm really happy for the children. I do still think that Joe's a piece of shit because he did this to his family. And Teresa's a dumb E because she, she had, I don't believe she knew nothing. But also, she should leave him because she went to jail for him. So, time served. That's it. But I'm happy for the girls. I'm really happy that they're, you know, they have their family back because they hurt. And we saw that this week on New Jersey. Um, they're really going through it. And it's really sad to see. And I guess let's start there with Jersey. I think that it started off great. Um, I love seeing, I love when they do shots at each house, you know, each place individually. I also very much so enjoy um, those flashbacks. They had a lot of good footage from previous seasons and previous scenes that we haven't even seen yet. I like, I love Marlene when she's dancing in the kitchen. She's a fun woman. She dances when she talks, and I love it. Um, probably for the camera, but I think it's still fantastic. Um, Melissa looks amazing. I love seeing her working and coming home to her kids and her family, and I like her seeing her. I like seeing her have a career. And I think that Joe's coming around with his misogynistic ass, but I love him with her. I think that they work well together and they do love each other. Um, I'm happy for Melissa that she's doing something for herself outside of, you know, just being a wife. We've seen her come very, very far. The kids, eh, they could be more supportive, but the Joe is doing well and I'm happy for him. Jennifer, on the other hand, oh boy, I don't know where I stand in this fight between Jennifer and Jackie, because I do think that Jennifer's not a comedian by any means, but Jackie can't be mad at Jennifer for intimidating her. I mean, for imitating her and making fun of her. When Jackie wrote an entire article about this woman's kids and parenting, like, come on! And I was on Jackie's side with that too. But it's like you can't—if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. You know what I mean? So, ooh, I'm closer now. All right, so I'll tone it down a little bit. Jennifer, I feel like she sat down with her husband and her kids and was like, we did not get the praise that I thought we were going to get where we were just so much fun and and outrageous. So I need you, husband, to be more kind to me. I need you kids to act like you freaking adore me. And that's basically what happened because I don't buy any of it. Her husband did almost a complete 180, like a 175. He did like a 175 degree turn, like not fully there, but And I'm sorry for saying like too many times, not fully there, but he definitely, they got the hint that they need to do more to make people love them more. And like, there it goes again. We get Jennifer saying he's more romantic. He reminds me it's time to get Botox. And it's not that that's not, like, it's not that it's not great, but I don't know if that's romance. You know what I'm saying? That's a very different form of romance than most women would think it would be romantic. I am glad to see that he came home at a time that they actually seem genuinely surprised that he came home by, probably because he wanted to be filmed coming home early so that his kids, he could have dinner with his children, because his son definitely told him, and we saw that footage and that throwback, you're not a role model to me because you're not home, (laughs) and that's great, you know? And we get a lot of... Jennifer throughout the episode acting like they are all one big happy family, which is interesting, but good for her, you know. But I will say, what did bother me was actually no, I I, I liked Dolores, but it did seem like her new boyfriend was a bit weird on camera. He does not. Uh, want to be on camera. I'm glad that he finally did it for Dolores because we were not believing her. Okay. We did not think that he existed. I really didn't. And I've heard that he did, but I mean, we got to see it to believe it. You know, Bravo fans are not, you know, we are, Bravo fans are of little faith. We're not those who just believe blindly. So I'm glad that we see him now. And I'm glad that we finally, You know, got to see Dolores happy, all the men in her life in one place. She's still living with her ex-husband. I still think they're banging. But, you know, we believe her if she says so. The same way Melissa believes Teresa. If Teresa says she's not sleeping with this 25-year-old. I want to give the award to Melissa. I think she shut down Jackie perfectly. And I think her saying, I can't have this kind of talk around me. She's my sister-in-law. What she says, I believe that's what we're going with. And Jackie's like, I know. Because really what that meant was, this is going to bite me in the ass if I do not shut this down immediately. You must. Stop now or reunion. We will never live up to it. And guess what's funny? Teresa, I'm, I'm mad that no one actually said to Teresa, Melissa stuck up for you. She shut the conversation down. Don't worry. Because Teresa asked Dolores after Marsh talked to her. She asked her, Dim out, Melissa, you know, stuck up for me and shut that down. And she did. So I don't understand the problem. That's fantastic. I think Melissa did a great job, and she should get a lot of praise for that. Mer- Teresa won't give it to her, but I always root for them. I know they don't work out, but I always root for them to get along. And it seems so weird that they don't. Like, I get it because Teresa just. I think Teresa really just wants Melissa's life. I think that is where the whole show we we can just deduce is that she wants her life. She wants to be, if she could have, this is going to sound so dark and twisty, but if she could have somehow ended up with her brother, she would have. Maybe not specifically him, but I think she loves him in a way of like, this is what I wanted. The life that he created for himself is what she wanted. And that's why she resents that family so much because Melissa is hot and gorgeous, and younger, and pretty, and tighter, and Joe is attractive, and in her mind, Joe got looks, money, and a good life, and Teresa got a prison sentence, so it makes sense that she would, you know, be a little jealous, so that's pretty much what we got out of Jersey, we saw the girls crying, and I wept, See that happen. I wept a couple times this week, especially with the Atlanta premiering, and I'll get to that next. But who I cried a couple times at Jersey and Atlanta. And I don't cry at TV. Didn't cry at Dallas though, and that's gonna it's gonna be a little shady once we get to Dallas when she realizes or oh, remember why if you haven't already. Why me not crying? Probably says some things. But as far as Jersey ends, the party was interesting. Jennifer is one a very you know. She's doing a lot to be liked by the, the people of like Bravo, which is fine, I guess. So do that. Her and Jackie got into a fight specifically for the camera. But Jackie definitely is wrong in this one to me. I don't think Jennifer was right, but Jackie, if she can't take the heat, get out the kitchen. She started this war. So Teresa needs to let it all go, though, because none of this is really directed at her. And I know Jackie said, well, she needs to be with her kids. And I don't agree with that. I think that's not fair because Teresa has stepped up to the plate the last three years and her husband has been away. So I don't think that's fair. But Teresa needs to let this grudge go because Jackie's just going to keep digging. Anyways, party was, eh, it was a good premiere. It was emotional. I did like it. And Marge and Marge Singer on Watch It Happens Live that night. If you haven't seen the video, do it now. It was asked of March Sr. what her tagline would be if she was on Housewives. And she said, I may have two cats, but I only have one pussy. And that was in response to Andy's question of how vaginal rejuvenation was going. And she said, Very well, a little too well. March Sr. is a godsend. I will take a break here and be right back. All right, so for OC this week, didn't even take notes because that's how quick this needs to go. Tamra's a snake. She is a rat. She is a problem. She is a poison. She was caught in a lie. She lied a lot, a whole lot, on TV. Next week, we see her lie some more and blame someone else for her lies. I hate Tamara. Everyone hates Tamra. Tamra needs to go. In real time, well, on the show, they all realize that Tamara lied and manipulates them all and stirs everybody up. Doesn't matter, no. Because in real time, are they all close? Yep. Bronwyn, Gina, I believe, yeah, Gina, Bronwyn. I don't know if Gina and Bronwyn are close. I don't think they are, but at all. But Tamra, Shannon, and Bronwyn are all close. Tamra is close with Shannon. She's close with Bronwyn. She's close with Gina. <sighs> Allegedly, she's close with Hickey. <sighs> That's it. i do not saying Tamara was caught as the snake. She is. And then ended and she no longer is seen as a snake because now she's everyone's best friend. She's a manipulative piece of garbage and that's where we're at. That's why OC will die. Like There was nothing else good because the moment we thought that we had something with OC that Ch- Tamra was finally going to get caught, in real time they're all friends. So I don't even think she, she probably got off the hook this past reunion. They all smiling. Like, ugh, I'm over it. So that's it on OC. Yep. That's it. That's what happened. Tamra got caught and alive. Doesn't matter. She's exonerated now. And I'm going to take a break and we'll come back with Atlanta and Dallas. All right. I am back with Atlanta and I'm thrilled to be talking about this because Atlanta was so good as an opener, guys. They always bring it. And I love it when they do a throwback of this many months earlier, I love it. It's a good time. There was no Nini the whole episode, and I had said to the Real Moms of Bravo on Instagram, I frequent you know their DMs, so I said on their Instagram, maybe highest check, lowest amount of participation. It's what I love. I, I mean, Denise Richards. We saw a picture recently of the Beverly Hills Girls at Kyle's party, and Denise wasn't there, so cool, like highest amount of money, lowest amount of participation. But then we found out from Kenya Moore on Wendy Williams this week that that's not true. And that Candy is the HBIC, the head bitch in charge. Candy makes the most of the show and she's really running things. And I'm happy for her. I mean, that makes sense because if Nini could have blocked Kenya, I feel like she would have. So, and Candy was a part of a big pro- proponent of uh, getting Kenya back at the party with Cynthia last season in a season finale. So, this makes sense. So, no need, me the whole episode. Kenya in baby talk mode makes me stressed. I love the baby. I love her as a mother. I think this is going to be good for her. But it makes me stressed to hear that woman, that grown, beautiful, beauty queen of a woman speaking baby talk when I've watched her be so foul mouthed at people and throw, you know, put fans in people's faces and bull horns and stuff. And now she's goo, goo, gaga. Ga. Cuckoo, good morning. I'm like, oh, no. Mm-mm. But the baby does look, look like a doll. Brooklyn is absolutely adorable. Mark is a piece of shit. We know a lot of rumors of what's happened, that he possibly had a girlfriend or a wife with kids, and this was not his first child. That's foul, and Kenya deserved better, and she tries to call him on the show. He doesn't answer. Um, but... I mean, honestly, maybe Nini was right about Kenya. I mean, maybe she was. Maybe, you know, Kenya. Uh, There was lots of red flags with Mark. And maybe she just ignored them all. And that's sad because she just wanted the baby. But, you know, she got the baby. It was a blessing. And... I feel bad for Kenya, but not as bad as I do for Portia, who I'm very much so recognizing that she's going through a state of depression where she described not wanting to leave her house and because you know getting dressed is such an ordeal and how many hours it takes her to get dressed. I've been in that place. I've talked about my mental health, you know, on my podcast before. And very, very much so, is that a major sign of depression? And when it is hard for you to even do daily activities and participate in daily life, and especially with a newborn baby, we see that the baby is not even a few more than a few months old. Um, and Dennis had just gotten kicked out four days before they started filming. That's tough. And I don't think she just wanted the baby, I think she wanted the family. I think Portia wanted the dad the mom, in the house, with the baby, big house, the life. And she didn't get that. And I feel I feel bad for her. And, and watching her cry and her mom cry because her mom just wanted to protect her and can't do anything about this. And just trying to make her a play, get her to eat. Her sister comes over with a yoga mat. She's just trying to lift her spirits. I, I really like that family. And I think that they could have done a little bit more to be you know, pushing Portia, not just for the family thing, but making sure she really protects herself. But you find out that Dennis cheats and cheated and is cheating and all of the above. And her Portia being a single mom, it makes me sad, but I think she can do it. But cheating on a woman while she's pregnant is unforgivable. I know she does forgive him later, but I'll be side-eyeing Dennis for the, the rest of the season, okay, honey? Like, No, you don't cheat on a pregnant woman and get any kind of sympathy, respect. You sending all these flowers, making it look like a funeral home in there, like the mom was saying, that's no, that's not enough to be uh, gaining forgiveness. That's absolute bullshit. Not while she's pregnant. And then she kicks you out four days after the baby, you know, or four days before they even start filming and only a few months after the baby is born that means she's really, really hurt. And I feel for her. And it made me sad watching Kenya, just to jump ahead a little bit, watching Kenya tell her, hey, this Sincerely girl who, by the way, guys, I have some tea on that. This Sincerely girl, she wasn't with Dennis. And Portia's like, yeah, it wasn't her. I know it was others. That's the problem. Oh, I feel for her. But this Sincerely girl, she just wanted her camera time. And let me tell you why. I've seen her on other shows I have. I saw her on, it was called, I want to say, Match Made in Heaven on WeTV. Um, Yeah, it was Match Made in Heaven on WeTV, hosted by Sherry Shepard. And kid you not, kid you not. It was like an ex-NFL player, Stevie or something, Bags. And there was a woman on there whose name was also Sincerely, and it was her. So I don't really see this as anything other than the blogs and the TV, Instagram sites and stuff. They wanted to kind of connect the two and give this girl a platform that she did not really deserve. But, you know, it is what it is, and that's what we got. So it's weird because seeing her on so many different TV shows, and I'm trying to figure out which other one, you know, I've seen her on. And I will say, I don't think it would have been her because I think she would have made a much bigger deal about it because she made a big deal about it not being her. And while that made me happy, it doesn't really matter. So I think that Portia needs to do better for herself. I think that if your man is going to so publicly disrespect you, I say I say the same thing to to um Kenya as well, because she's made it very clear that she is trying to Wags. That's what sincerely was on WAGS, which was the wives and girlfriends of sports stars of Atlanta. She was on Wags Atlanta with, um, it was E the E channel with the Kardashians reign, which is also why the show got canceled. Um, and then two of them ended up going on a spinoff with Kim Kardashian. It was weird. Um, she was on that show, the Atlanta version. So she's just chasing a TV moment, but I will say the same thing to Kenya because she's openly been saying that she has not filed for anything yet. No divorce. They're just separated, but not even legally, like not no legal proceedings have gone on. And I feel like you can do better, but I get that the sl- it's slim pickings, especially in Atlanta, and it's late in the game and you already got these babies, so you don't want to be a baby mama and you want to be a wife. I get that. But at some point, we got to do better. And I think Dennis is not better for Portia. I think Portia is amazing and sunny and hilarious. And I don't like seeing her cry because she's not making us laugh at her quirky one liners, you know? And that's what I want. So I want them to do better. Cynthia, I feel like we're going to see a turn on Cynthia this season, and Eva, I mean, there's a lot of babies going on on TV right now, especially in Atlanta, but Eva is pregnant and happy, and I don't want to see happy. She's like the Jennifer of Atlanta. She's like, look how perfect my life is. Look at how much my husband loves me. Look, my kids are so happy. Look, my house. Yay, right? That's not what we watch for, Eva. You got to go. Good model, beautiful woman, not a good housewife, and that's my take on it. So... I want to fight Dennis with my fists. That's that for me. And the party, the Barbie party. Cynthia and this thirsty ass marriage desperation. I think is a little weird because Cynthia, you are a woman of a particular age. I'm not saying you can't be excited about marriage. Not saying you can't get married. But I am saying. Girl, why all of that? Like He's going to marry you. You know it. And I think he may just want his camera time too. And I think she might be calling his bluff on that and is saying, I'm going to make you look ridiculous until you give me what I want. And that's fine. But like, just have that conversation off camera and elope. No need to do the big wedding. You are a woman of a particular age. You already had that big wedding and it didn't work out. So learn from your mistakes and let's maybe just... Let it flow and let him be excited about proposing to you. And now you asking for it all the time. Good advice, maybe. Uh, but this Barbie party where Cynthia came as the you know thirsty bride because she's so thirsty for a proposal. This was Kenya's party that she let her baby come to. Okay, and Eva was really rude and ridiculous for saying that. I don't know Kenya that well, but it's a baby party. What do you think is going to happen to your baby on camera at a baby party? Like, this is not Jersey season three, episode one, the christening, okay? The babies were present and they were front row seated at the brawl of a lifetime. But this isn't it. They may get crazy, but not in front of their babies. So Eva, don't be so high and mighty as a mother. Relax, girl. And But Kenya threw a party where she could be beauty queen, Barbie number one. And her baby was allowed to come. And I think that's adorable. I actually do. I think that, you know, the little girl can't remember any of it. So, can you might as well have a fun time. It's like, you know, moms who have huge, huge products for their first birthday, it's mainly to celebrate the fact that they gave birth to this child and they're ecstatic that the child is here. And it's the first year of them being a mother. That's a major milestone in any parent's life. And moms to celebrate, like, you know, their babies haven't been on this earth and them. Having taken care of them for a year, making them, creating them, bringing them into the world, and then why not celebrate it? You know, have some fun for yourself. And other kids get to have fun too. But the baby Brooklyn will remember this, so it doesn't even matter. But that is that on Atlanta. The party was cute. I do want to check out Cynthia Bailey's wine store. I do recognize some of those brands as not that great. So I don't know why she's marking them up so high, but I'm going to check it out guys. The next time I go to Atlanta, which is actually right around Thanksgiving, and I will let you all know what I find out. And I don't think she'll be there. She'll probably be with Mike in Atlanta, chilling, you know, so over chill also, but that's that on Atlanta. And I'll be right back to talk Dallas and wrap up. Okay, guys, so interestingly enough, Dallas is what I have the most notes on, mainly because I was so busy paying attention to Jersey and Atlanta that I mean, I was so excited about them coming back. I didn't even take a lot of notes on them. But Dallas, I'm interested to see what they do with the rest of the season because I really think Lee, I really think Leanne thought that she was going to be. The arc of the season, and that that's why she got so pissed at Deandra because they were celebrating her birthday for three episodes and went on a trip because of Deandra's birthday, and then all of a sudden. You know, she's like, Well, I'm going through a big part of my life and no one's talking about it. And we're here celebrating DeAndra again. And I think that Leanne thought she was gonna be the finale and she delivered her little, you know, dramatic sermons that I've always talked about, like she was gonna be a part of the finale. But nope, you're the mid-season girl, you're episode eight. So yikes. Um, Leanne's wedding. I believe I've heard some other theories. I think she told her mom the wrong time. I do, on purpose, and her mom made it. I do think her mom was probably a selfish woman, but I don't think Leanne was unloved. That story just is not flying with me. I think she might have overlooked something. I think she might have did the best she could as a mother, but or it it was hard because she said that she said we struggled, but I loved her. She was loved, and I think that that's true because hasn't she always said that she was raised by her grandmother and that she was insanely close to her grandmother? So you weren't unloved and you were raised in a carnival. You were around people. Like you weren't abandoned. So you have had things happen to you, which are awful. But to start your vows off by saying that you are unloved, I think that this is not a time and place. I don't think vows, where we're talking about the good, positive things, about the love that you're uniting in this moment, is a place to talk about love that you had lost from other people and shade other people that you invited to be in the audience. I think Rich is good for her because he's told her to, you know, make a difference with her mom. But I don't know. I also didn't feel it, guys. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel the love. I did not feel the walking down the aisle. Oh my God, Misty, I did not feel it. And I feel awful saying that. Unpopular opinion maybe, but I didn't feel it. And I hope that they're happy, but maybe that's why. Maybe it's because they've been together for about a decade. So It's kind of like, oh, finally, instead of a, oh my God, this is my moment. I'm getting married. I think she wanted the wedding and the marriage more than she wanted anything else. But it just so happens that she actually likes Rich. And in her mind, because I love this man, why don't I have a wedding? I don't understand. And he's like, I just want to be absolutely sure because I've gone through this four times before Leanne. That's insanity. Okay, so I find it interesting, but I I, the wedding was pretty. I thought Leanne's second dress looks better than her first, a lot less busy. I didn't get, you know, the love feeling between them. I thought Rich's vows were cute. I thought the cuteness with the pastor or the officiator, you know, saying. Look in my eyes or in my eyes, and Rich being like, My eye. I thought that was funny. And Leanne going, Yes. And the preacher going, Well, we have a lot more opportunities for him to say no. And I thought that was great. I think that was really funny. And then I hate the fact that Leanne then ends her wedding by saying, I'm going to have a five hour hour break so I can go boink my husband. Weird word. But you're going to go boink your husband, but you're going to stop at like a Sonic or something and get chili cheese dogs and corn dogs. And that's what you want your intro to sex with your now married uh, wed husband with. I don't think you're having a lot of sex after that girl. I don't for a few reasons. Okay. But also that's so dumb. You've had sex with the man for nine years. You can have a few more hours where people can celebrate you and maybe move the reception up so that you're Home by seven thirty, maybe I don't know. Like also, you get a discount on food if you do brunch. Anyway, I hear so. Maybe Leanne should have did that because a four million dollar wedding, a one point four million dollar tiara, and no food. I'm confused. You have disco walkers and sitting, you know, airborne sitting princesses or you models, but no food. Why would you ask people to donate that shit and not donate some pigs in a blanket, some charcuterie tables, you know, some, you know, the cheeses and wine and and the fruits and stuff. Why not some meatballs, you know, take it real, real, real down home, you know, real comforter, comforting what? Some chicken salad, at least? Like a salmon? Something? Anything? Like one big salmon everybody could feed off of. But no real food, no sit down dinner, no, no, no passing trays, just like tiny little appetizers. Like, where are, nobody could even go to the grocery store and get some wings or something. Like, yes, that's really not classy. But she had nothing. I think something is better than nothing, if you ask me. So I just find it very interesting, you know. I think that Leanne wants very badly. She studied the show and she, I think she low key wants to be a Kenya Moore. And follow me on this. Kenya was actually unloved, right? Her mom didn't want her. Straight up doesn't want her, doesn't want to acknowledge her, doesn't want anything to do with the show, anything to do with Kenya's baby now. Nothing. Kenya's always wanted to be married and she finally got that, right? And Leanne is roughly, they're about eight, nine years apart. So, Maybe Leanne is like this girl gets a pass for being so mean because she's been unloved by her mom and has had bad things happen to her, and I think Leanne that has had bad things happen to her, but she's like, if Kenya can milk it for many seasons, so can I, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you're not unloved, Leanne, in the way that Kenya's was. I don't think her mom would have come to anything remotely related to her her life, her birth of her baby, her marriage, any of that. But Leanne, your mom did come and she wanted to be there. And she defended herself by saying, I wish she would stop saying she wasn't loved. She was loved. It was hard, but she was loved. And I'm like, give her some credit if you want to move forward. Again, Val's not a place for that. But the gap was just rude. It's rude to not feed people and make them wait just so that you can go home and fuck your husband. You could do that later, girl. You got them for the rest of your life. You locked them down. So, I mean, it's possible. It just seemed really ridiculous to not have any food or anything like that when everything else was donated to you, but you couldn't ask someone to donate food. I know you know someone. You are the charity maven, as we learned in season one, which was like a charity show. It wasn't really a housewife show. So, why didn't we get that? Like, why didn't we at least ask for someone to donate some platters? That's also the only thing you could have paid for if you're getting everything else donated and everything else comped, Bravo could have at least helped you get some food. maybe they didn't have money for that budget. you I know you have four thousand dollars, you know, to feed everybody if you want to have it that big. otherwise, have a big party and a sit- down dinner for a few. I don't know, but, No food in a five hour gap. You're lucky I came back because Cameron that was her breaking point. And I liked her saying finally something that didn't Leanne didn't do right. She finally was like, I mean, we no food five hours, girl. I gotta sit in my outfit and it's hot and I gotta sit in this all day. I gotta go find food. These people have kids, like they don't want to go home and check on their kids, but they feel like, why am I just sitting and waiting around for five hours? And I've heard that a lot of people went out to go get drinks, but this, all she had at her party would seem to be drinks and fancy cool cups. So I think you could have done better, Leanne. I think you could have. And it's just that this now makes sense as to why Carrie Brittenham was so pissed and all the newspapers and newspapers and all the magazines saying that the wedding was shit because it's so expensive, apparently. But there was no food. And that just doesn't make sense to me because that's one of the things that you actually spend your money on, you know, making sure people have a really good dinner. So- at a dinner hour, 7.30 people was the time of the reception, but it was more like a party that was very carnival-like. But even carnivals got food, so I don't get it, Leanne. I do not get it. I don't understand why that happened. Um, I think that it was a cool theme, a carnival theme. It was not really reception-y, but it's her time. Do the most. Have all the fun. Hopefully, this is her first and last wedding. Um, I'm also hoping it sticks, but she seems like a lot. So good luck, Rich. As Leanne's mom said, you know, glad he has to deal with her now, but I hope she's happier and I hope this provides a lot more happiness in her life and makes her feel more fulfilled so she could be just a little less daunting and a little more accepting of life and stop delivering those pause-y, sermon-y monologues that I can't stand. So I was trying to speed through these things. I am so sorry if I talk too much or too long or too or too fast. But there were so many shows on. And OC being, uh, you know, OC, I don't think I'll have much to say next week either. But if it's going to be all about how Tamra's a rat again, I can't do it. But if there's anything else good happening, I will always cover OC, but it will be whatever they give me, guys. So that's it. That's my show. That is it for the week. And um, again, if you guys haven't already, check out my bonus episode about um, Vanderpump Rules. See how if I was right about certain predictions, but also check out my most my most recent bonus episode about my um, R H O P, as in House of Potomac experience, where I saw Monique Samuel's um, podcast recording live and got a lot of inside info and saw a lot of things. Watched the taping uh, for the show of season five, and I really hope you guys enjoy your weekend and your week. And I'll be back next week. I won't be promoting this too much, but follow me on Instagram, please, guys. Like my posts, write a little review if you haven't already on this podcast. It actually has helped a lot of people find me, and that makes me really happy because my audience has grown a great deal. But um, yeah, like my pictures or or don't, but follow me on Instagram at Mixing with M i x i n g w i t h m a n i And because that's all I got right now, I can't really promote it too much. But I'm also, if you're listening to this, I'm going to be on um, the Sip and Shine, and as in like Nancy, Sip and Shine podcast, where I play a lot of fun housewife games, where I make a lot of really Sophie's Choice type of decisions about housewives. And it was a blast. I had a great time with the host, Carrie. Um, If you want to head on over there when it comes out, I'll promote it. Um, again soon once I get back active on Instagram. I'm also going to be on Twitter now more, guys, at Mixing MixingWithMani, also on Twitter. I'm going to give it a try because Instagram gives me no room to fly. So I'm going to be shifting over there. If you are on Twitter, follow me there as well. Uh, And I hope you all have a great week. And yeah, don't forget to subscribe. And I will talk to you next week for more Bravo Overload.